This one is a three video series we shot in the spring of 2019 down in South Carolina at Dutch Fork High School where they were coming off four straight state titles and this one with Nick Pelham, the defensive coordinator there at the time. In 2018, he had just done a three video series for us really installing his 3-4. It was so good and so popular that we felt like we had to go back. So we went back and he shot these three videos, really incredible. Since then, he's moved on to become the head coach at White Knoll. And um, he took over, created a huge turnaround, and they just played, uh, made it all the way to the state championship game here in the fall of 23. We think you'll enjoy this one. If you like this or any others that we make and you want to see the videos, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. Hi, Nick Pelham, defensive coordinator at Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina. Back-to-back-to-back-to-back um, to back to back to back state champions in four-time state champions in South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> this video is a supplement to an earlier video series that I did um, on the nuts and the bolt, bolts, the install of our 3-4 defense. If you're interested in checking that out, you can find that at store.chiefpigskin.com. Hello, uh, Nick Pellon, defensive coordinator at Dutch Fork High School. Um, <clears throat> something we've seen in the last couple of years um, has really been a lot of unbalanced formations. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the, if it's our style of defense that we run, if it's just kind of in, in you know certain things become popular in certain areas. But we have seen a huge influx of unbalanced formations, and so <clears throat> in my theory, there's two reasons that offenses run unbalanced formations. Either they want to very quickly uh, get up to a line of scrimmage and try to trick you for a play and try to steal that play from you, or they want you to line up a certain way or they want to see how you line up to a certain unbalanced formation. And then from there, they have their menu of plays. So what we've tried to figure out on defense here at Dutch Fork is we try to figure out a way that it can be, number one, simple for our kids. And number two, it fits in our scheme. Uh, we, we, are an, we are an odd front. We're a 3-4. We're a slant 3-4. <clears throat> Just to kind of give you a base overview if you've never seen anything about how we run our defense here, uh, we give our kids two calls, two base calls. Uh, the first one here on the screen is a right call. We set the strength to the field. <clears throat> to back up a second here, we, we do set the, the strength to the field. So our field outside linebacker, our strong safety, our mic, and we have a field corner all to the field. To the boundary, we have boundary end, our wheel linebacker, our joker, boundary corner, boundary safety. So we do flip all of our players strong and weak. And that does help us with some of the terminology and understanding about um, about the unbalanced formations, because you, you, you do have to explain and you do have to get your kids to understand what offense is trying to do with, with the unbalanced formations. So now back to um, our base overview defense is anytime we can bring a right or we can bring a left. See the next screen here, we have a left call. <clears throat> so number one, we try to keep it as simple as possible for our kids, right and left. Once they've lined up, if we call right, now we call it opposite for our defensive linemen. Uh, so if you play defensive line, the first day a kid shows up to play defensive line here, I say, whatever we say directionally for the next four years or six years of your life, you're going to think opposite. Uh, so we call it for our outside linebacker, which outside linebacker is going to be our reduction linebacker. So on your screen here, that's a right call with the right outside linebacker reducing down after he disguises. 
the defensive line slanting away. On the next slide here, you have a left call where the defensive line are all slanting to their right. So that's kind of the base idea there. Now, how we match up our coverages, and this is important for our kids to understand because most normal formations, this is the formula for how we match up our front to our coverages. So here we're playing right cover three. We're bringing our field outside linebacker. So in our terminology, this is a strong call, a field reduction. We're playing right, and we always match it with cover three. So anytime we're, 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 we're taking our field outside linebacker, he becomes the reducing player. We're slanting our defensive line to the boundary. We end up matching that with cover three. And as a general rule, if we're ever bringing our boundary outside linebacker as the reducing outside linebacker, we're slanting our defensive line to the field, then we match it up with cover two. That's important. Our kids know that. Our kids, and, 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 and it's important for when we start with unbalanced formation because we start getting rid of these rules and we have to, we have to change up our rules and change up our calls in order to, to, to get the correct gaps fit appropriately. <clears throat> so there's a whole bunch, obviously, of, of unbalanced formations. And in the clips we'll show you today, you know, I've, I've got a bunch of different offensive formations. Uh, but anytime we have an unbalanced formation to the field, we try not to mess with the defensive line. I learned, I learned this a long time ago. Uh, whenever you're dealing with defensive linemen, you want to be as simple and as direct as possible. You don't want to give defensive linemen too many things to think about. They have enough to worry about with a large man across from them. Uh, they have enough to worry about that they need to get one call and then they need to be left alone. So in this example right here, <clears throat> this is unbalanced to the field. We're in strong right, and we've already made a right call. But once we determine, and most of the time we determine it from the sideline, uh, sometimes our, our defensive backs and our linebackers will be able to see unbalanced, and then they'll make this, this call. Most of the time it comes from the sideline. Anytime that we have a field reduction, we always match it up with cover three. Well, cover three changes to spin. Cover three changes to spin. Uh, so we don't change the front. We want to make sure that the front stays the same. I've already made a right call. We do not want the defensive lineman to think one more thing about it. They hear right, they're going to play right. The other guys behind them will adjust to unbalanced formations. So if you can see right here, <clears throat> we make a right call and we change it to spin. Now normally, when we have a field reduction player and we play cover three, we're going to end up just on the inside eye of the slot receiver, the number two receiver here. When we call spin to match up with gaps appropriately, now he becomes an apex player. So if in this example right here, three is tight, he's going to apex two and the, and, and the tight end. If three would be wide, he would be head up on number three. <clears throat> but he is going to end up playing in this gap on all run fits. He's going to work and he's going to spill from depth. He's going to spill. He's going to tackle inside leg of any running back. Uh, any block, he is going to wrong shoulder, wrong arm. We call it bounce. We want to make sure the ball is going sideways as long as possible. So to give you the run fits, again, defensive line, right call stays right call. The secondary will adjust. So we've got the field end reading face or butt on the guard. We've got the nose smashing the center. We've got the boundary end blocking the blocker on the boundary tackle. <clears throat> to the field, now we got a reducing outside linebacker who plays his tight end rules. Uh, his inside foot splits the two feet of the tight end. He's playing nine to a seven technique. So he's going to play outside shoulder. 
If he gets an inside release, he's going to get two hands. He's going to squeeze it. He's going to try to keep this tight end off of the front side linebacker, and we're going to squeeze and we're going to bounce or squeeze and wrong shoulder, squeeze and spill all kickout blocks, all kickout blocks. Strong safety, <clears throat> normally matching the field reduction, or in this case, a right call, he would be cover three. He'd be the force player. <clears throat> when we call spin to unbalance, because we have this extra gap right here, we have this extra uh, D and E gap out here, <clears throat> he's now going to be a spill player. So he's going to apex two in the tackle. If there is a wide three, he ends up head up on number three. And he's going to tackle the inside leg of the ball carrier. If there's any blocker that presents himself, he is going to wrong shoulder or um, cross face, uh, what we call bounce. Then we take our strong corner and we change again. We, we were in three and now we're into spin. And so our field corner plays his normal cover two responsibilities. Anytime he hears spin, he's going to end up playing cover two responsibilities, which means if he gets run action at him, he is going to be inside of the number one receiver. So now we have the field outside linebacker who's responsible for C-gap, so he's going to squeeze, spill. We've got E-gap with the strong safety in his apex alignment, and then we've got this E-gap bounce all the way out here with our field corner. We'll take our After we disguise, we take our boundary safety and we work him all the way. Uh, he plays deep half to the field, and we take our boundary corner, align him at seven by one to disguise, and then he ends up playing boundary half, a deep half to the boundary. Now we have to teach our joker something different because normally if he sees no wide receivers out here, he's going to make a tight call and he ends up on the line of scrimmage. But since we have an unbalanced formation, we have to communicate with that. And once he hears the word spin, then he becomes a three by three post setter. So he does become the force player. And in essence, we end up playing cover two, but we rotate to get to it with the boundary corner, technically um, the boundary joker. So you see the first example right here, we're in strong left. We've already made a left call. Our number one rule is do not change it for the defensive lineman. If we've already made left and then we see it's unbalanced, we're going to stay with it. We're just, we're just going to live with it and we'll adjust in the secondary. So we see there's, there's our tight end to our left. So that's our field outside linebacker. He's going to play nine to seven technique, try to control the tight end here. Our strong safety is not outside of two on wide trips anymore. Now he's head up on three. If we get run action to us, now we've got a hard corner who's already heard the check from three to spin. So we've got a hard corner here. We've got an apex safety here. We're playing nine to seven here. We're trying to exchange with our two inside linebackers. This is our free safety rotating to deep half. This is our boundary corner rotating to half. And then this is our boundary outside linebacker who's playing three by three, setting the post in our terminology or playing force. So we've already made the left call. We see nine, our strong side outside linebacker is trying to squeeze that tight end down. Then he's gonna end up spilling the kickout player, the backside guard on, on counter. We get a good exchange right here. Now, number three does get inside of our strong safety, and that's okay. At this point, he has a decision to make, and he makes the right decision here where he, if he can't get inside of that number three, he's going to go ahead and cage up number three and then play from there based on what fit is appropriate. Take a look at tight angle. 
One thing that could have been done a little bit better here was our number nine, our, our field outside linebacker. Right there, he does not do a great job of really focusing on that tight end and squeezing him down. He almost just kind of pats him on his pats him on the back on the way by. We wish that he would have done a better job of squeezing it all the way down, inside hand to chest, outside hand to armpit, and squeeze it down. At the very least, right here, he's going to wrong shoulder, what we call bounce that guard. And then we have a Mike linebacker, number 23, who's unblocked to scrape over the top. <clears throat> this is a right call. Let me back up here. So this is a right call. Normally we would be in three, but we've checked since it's unbalanced to the field. There's the extra um, surface player. We've got the twins here. We've got uh, 12 personnel unbalanced formation. So we stay right and we check it to spin. There's our communication. So now this corner gets this and this corner. Now he knows he's playing his normal cover two. It's nothing really different from him. We play cover two. We play cover three. He knows now he's playing cover two. Boundary safety is all the way over the top of deep half. This is our boundary corner who's going to work back. You can see right now, look at us all move together. This is our boundary outside linebacker now playing three by three, who'd be the force player if the ball does come back to the boundary. We've got deep half to the boundary, deep half to the field. We've got our apex, who's a little bit wide alignment uh, for a special reason against this team. Um, normally, he should be about right in here to be able to help us get into this gap here. Tight copy. We're going to see the squeeze. We try to stay in our disguise as long as we can. We've got our right call. Outside linebacker is trying to play the nine to the seven. Now, he gets defeated pretty easily here. So he's blocked for five yards. The good thing about this play right here is our right end, number 45. He's going to read face or butt. So we didn't change anything for defensive linemen. So we have this defensive end right here who's going to read the guard's face. And as a result, right there, you can see him read the guard's face. So he plants. His first step is left foot, pick up, put down. Then as soon as we get that to happen, we take outside foot. We get a face read. He's vertical. Third step is inside foot. He's vertical, and he's able to chase the play because of the reading puller. He works all the way out, and he kind of ends up making up for the outside linebacker who gets defeated pretty easily on this play. So we see the strong safety, 27, who's an inside leg tackler right there. He ends up folding and making that number 45 correct. End zone copy. So we, we check the spin because it was in unbalanced. We try to move as late as we can. And now we've got, instead of 27 having to play force, 27, our strong safety, can be an inside-out tackler. If the ball would have bounced, then it would have worked all the way out here to our corner. Field unbalanced. We've already made a right call. Now, this is a five-man reduction, which we'll talk about those in just a second here, but it's the same basis as we're playing spin coverage. So we've taken our strong safety. He's apexing two in the tight end. Now corner, instead of playing three, is playing two. Boundary corner's over the top. Excuse me, boundary safety's over the top. Boundary corner's behind. Strong safety just right here, 27. He ends up making a tackle, but I wish he would have taken right there. At this point in time, he needs to go inside of this block here. If he goes inside of this block, 
then he allows the inside linebacker to scrape over the top, and then he's got corner help right here. Now we're running a little read stunt game where our end is in the C-gap. He's going to penetrate through the C-gap. The outside linebacker is going to read tight ends, face or butt read. As soon as right here on outside stretch, the outside linebacker sees 44's face. He's going to actually fold and wrap to B, and we're going to fight in the C-gap with that defensive end, which he does. He beats across 70 across his face, and he ends up getting in on the tackle. But I think the benefit of how we do it is we don't change what the defensive linemen are thinking. They have a call, they play their call, and then in the secondary, now we change their alignment. Now 27 is not a force player. He tackles outside in, um, which, which he should have been inside out. We have a field reduction. It's unbalanced to the field. So we have a right call already. We stay in our right call. 43 is our strong safety in this clip. He's apexing tight end in number two. Corner instead of playing three. Now he's playing his normal cover two rules and we spin all the way back this side. Our boundary outside linebacker is setting for force. Anything comes back up to the boundary here. Now here, our outside linebacker does a great job. His job as, a, as an outside linebacker, like we've already said, is to play nine to seven. So most of the time we tell that outside linebacker, if the tight end goes inside, we're just going to squeeze him down, get our eyes inside for the first kickout block, and then we're going to spill it. Well, he doesn't. He gives him what's called a face read. So anytime we get this hesitation, arc, face read, whatever it might be, he's really responsible for C-gap. 43, our strong safety, he's responsible for D-gap. We're going to take our corner, and he can work all the way out to E-gap. So we are going to cross face. Anytime we get a face read right here, we're going to take our outside linebacker cross face, Nine does a great job of not only crossing face here, but then he's able to spill the kick out right there. So he messes up the tight ends block. He messes up the poles. And as a result, we have 43 who was cheated down with his apex alignment. Watch 43. He's our strong safety. He's inside now of number two. Two is designed to block him. But because we got inside, now when the ball is spilled or bounced all the way out to 43, he's able to make his tackle. We also do a pretty good job with the inside linebackers reading our pulls. They're unblocked, getting to the ball there. Here it is, end zone copy. You can see nine. Anytime he gets that face read from a tight end on the reduction side, we want to spill the ball. So he crosses the face of that tight end right there, crosses the face of the tight end. 34, the inside linebacker, we play cloudy and clear. So 34, the inside linebacker sees nine inside, so he now works and exchanges to the clear gap. We have 43, the strong safety who's in here, and we have a perfect three-on-one angle tackle. This is against a wing T team, so now we're already in a left call. We have an unbalanced formation, <coughs> and we make our spin check. So now here we're gonna get a jet sweep all the way to the field. So we're gonna get our cover two corners gonna end up making this tackle right here. So we're in left. Normally this would be three, but to clear up and to fit that extra gap, we end up going to a spin call. And so now the first blocker he sees, he's inside. He's going to get inside of that number one, and we're rotating over the top with our boundary safety. Boundary corners back here. 
See, our corner does a real good job of getting inside. He sees run immediately. You can see if I pause it right there, our corner sees run immediately. He tries to get inside of number one. Now, once he gets to his landmark, we speak a lot about landmarks to our corners in cover two. And in spin, he's really playing cover two to the field. Once he gets to the hash mark, he needs to get vertical again and try to get his head to the outside of the ball carrier. Once he's at the hash mark, he can't get blocked down. He cannot continue to go down any further. Does a great job of getting his head across on the tackle there. So we've already made the left call. Don't confuse the defensive line. They're playing their left call. And we get the corner to work across that way. Here it is against an option team. So they've got, um, <clears throat> they've got their, their two slots here. They've got their X over. So both receivers are on. Typical formation we see out of this. We've already made our left call, and we go ahead and roll. So now instead of saying three, or spin, excuse me, instead of saying three, where he's got to be head up on the uh, slot receiver, now he can cheat inside. He can be an apex player. What he does a great job of here, if you can all watch the strong safety, he knows that he's an inside-out player. So any off-tackle, um, any run inside, he, is, he has the ability to fold inside. We call it a fold inside. So here he sees run at him, right? The ball's opened at him. He's attacking. And at the last second, he sees his outside linebacker, number nine, get up the field because he has a face read. And as a result, he's able to fold right over top of that block in case the ball spits back to the outside. If it gets inside the B-gap and then works vertical, he's able to make his tackle right there. And we're able to do that because the offense has given us an extra gap to the field, so we want to be in spin coverage, which now tells the strong safety you are an inside-out player. You can see a little better from a tight copy here. Nine's the outside linebacker. He gets a face read. He's up the field. This strong safety does not have to play head up anymore on the slot receiver. Now he can play inside because he knows he has corner help to the outside. And as a result, once he sees the ball go inside, right there he can fold inside with 47 to make his tackle. We've already made the right call. Leave the defensive line alone. We've already made the right call. Now we just check it to spin. Here's our strong safety. Now here we play it correctly. Our outside linebacker just happens to get his feet crossed up and he doesn't make the tackle appropriately. Now, we teach any inside player, you tackle inside leg and you tackle inside leg. So if you do miss, at least it spills the ball to the outside. Nine does a pretty good job squeezing off the tight end. He stays inside. He tackles inside leg. He just happens to miss the tackle right there. But that is our strong safety, 43, who's able to play off-tackle runs a whole lot easier now because the offense has given us that extra gap, and he's got corner protection outside. So nine plays this well. This is just zone option. He does not chase. The ball bends back to him right there. 54 wins the play. The right end, he gets a butt read. So he's across. The back has to cut back to nine. Nine plays his first threat. Outside linebacker, he has it with, out, with, with strong safety help because we were able to spin the coverage there. Squeeze, inside leg. He just happens to miss his tackle. <clears throat> We've already called left. 
We've already called field reduction. So he's already down. Then we check it to spin. Now this ends up working on our favor, even though what should have happened right here, the strong safety is now taught you are going to spill the first blocker if you can. And so what ends up happening is we're getting buck sweep with front side guard coming at us. Front side guard comes to us. What we would, in a perfect world, we wish we could get this strong safety right here to spill that block. That would allow an unblocked exchanging outside line, or inside linebacker to get all the way out to that gap, and we would have been perfect. How we end up defeating this play is with our outside linebacker. The front side guard on Buck Sweep doesn't even see him. He sees 43 cheat down, so he works all the way out that way, and no one ends up blocking our outside linebacker. So four squeezes. The wing was trying to block our squeezing outside linebacker. He squeezes down. He's an inside-out player. And then we've got help, the 43, right here. This strong safety should get inside here, so we have a perfect exchange this way. Something else that we've seen with a lot of unbalanced formations are simply just trying to throw it out there for a quick screen, east-west passing game. And by being able to not have to be in three to that, we can be in our spin coverage. Now we have an inside-out player with our strong safety and an outside-in hard corner. And so you get a quick screen like this, and you have an outside and an inside player to defeat that pretty quickly. One's in, one's out. This one, we get a run, uh, run to the weak side now. So we've got unbalanced to the left. We've already called strong left. The ball's in the middle of the field. They give us passing strength to the left, so we've called strong left. We make a left call. Don't change anything for the defensive lineman. Now we're going to get run back away from the unbalanced side. And we do a pretty good job of blocking the blocker here. He's on the Oki side. The right end's on the Oki side. He's going to squeeze. He puts two hands on the tackle. He blocks the blocker. He gets his eyes inside. Now you can see 96. His eyes are inside on this pulling guard, and he stays inside. If he's bypassed, you square up. You tackle inside leg. No problem. If you end up getting... If, this, if, if, if the poles would have been flat right here, now 96 would go ahead and wrong shoulder or spill or bounce the inside shoulder of this, and then we spill it out to our outside linebacker and our inside linebacker. The poles went deep. 96 sees that. He squares back up, and he ends up tackling inside leg. And one reason that we don't want to confuse our defensive linemen is, is they have an incredibly tough job. And you can see... <clears throat> this right defensive end right here, we've already called right, so he knows he's reading this guard. And if he gets this guard's butt read, he's going to play as flat as he can. So when you go up against different types of offenses, you know, sometimes we see air raid one week, and then we'll see wing T the next week, and then we'll see, um, you know, option the, the, the next week. We see a, a variety of offenses. So the more that you can keep the terminology and more that you can keep the reads the same, the better off you're going to be. So even though this is an unbalanced formation, this defensive end here is right, which he's been practicing since uh, May 1st when we started spring practice. He's been reading the face or butt of this guard, and so he doesn't even know what trap is. He's never heard that word. He knows that he gets that butt read. 54 gets the guard's butt, so he's going to play as flat as he can. 
He's going to, if he's ever presented with a block, he's going to spill it outside in. And as a result, we bounce the trap to our outside linebacker. Now we also have help with 43 because we have spun our, we have our spin call. 43 is an inside out player if the ball spills to us. So I think a benefit of how we do it is we don't mess with the defensive linemen. We try to keep their reads the exact same. All right, here's some incorrect examples. You see the tight end coming over, so now we have trips with the tight end. Our incorrect example right here is our strong safety. Now we've already made the left call. We're spinning here. Instead of being on number three, it was, it was, we were in cover three. Cover three, his alignment rule is outside shoulder of number two to wide trips. He should be a, he should be head up right here on this number three. So when he gets run action at him, he can beat number three across his face and he can fit in the D gap there. Our corner now can fit all the way out here in E and F gaps. And if need be, we can exchange with this Mike linebacker. What happens is we don't get a perfect check. We don't get great communication with our safeties and our backside corners. He doesn't get in proper alignment. And when we get speed option at us, we get that strong safety outside in, and the ball works back inside for a good five or six yard gain. If he is correctly aligned, head up on his number three, and he gets inside of him right now, and he's here, either he's able to play the ball or he makes this pitch player bubble deeper, and now our corner can get to him. He plays too far to the outside. It was an alignment issue. Strong safety again is. Um, Skip that one. <clears throat> Here we have an incorrect example of a Mike linebacker. So we're already in right. We call spin. We've got unbalanced to the field. And we've got everything taken care of except our inside linebacker doesn't see the pulls. So we've got backside guard and tackle pulling. The mic should have been across. We've got everything fit perfectly. Now, I know there was a fumble in the backfield, and you know we didn't have anything to do with that. But what should have happened, we have a great fit here. We have a great spill. We have a great fit here in the D-gap with our strong safety. We have a great fit right here with our corner. We have to be able to see the pulls, basic pull reads, so now we can exchange either and fit here, or if the strong safety fits in there too tight, then he can fit over the top. So we've got great fits. Nine is inside. The outside linebacker is bouncing the kick out. We've got 27 free to make this tackle. We should have an inside linebacker exchanging over the top. Incorrect example. Here's another one. That's incorrect. We're in left. We check the spin. Here, the strong safety is not playing three anymore. Remember, he's in spin, so he should be an inside-out tackler. He sees wide toss. He's got to know that his corner is his buddy. His corner is his partner. He's going to end up on the hash. He should take on this block and fit it thick. He should stay inside, tackle the inside leg of the ball carrier, make it bounce deeper, and then either the corner makes the tackle or these unblocked inside linebackers screaming down the line can make their tackles. Instead, the strong safety forgets where his help is. He ends up working too far to the outside. And as a result, we get gashed back on the inside. With our inside linebacker makes a pretty good play of adjusting to getting off a block and making a play. Should have been real easy. Inside of this block, 
force the ball out here. We either make a tackle or 34 is free to make his. Okay, <clears throat> our next concept is if we ever have a weak reduction. So in the previous example, if we're ever a strong or field reduction, our base defense tells us we match it up with cover three. When there's an unbalanced to the field situation, we change three to spin. So we get that extra gap covered up. <clears throat> in an unbalanced to the field situation, when we've already made a weak call, in the example on your screen right here, we've already made a left call. Number one rule, do not mess with defensive linemen. Whatever, whatever call you give to them, it needs to stay. Never check it. Never say, no, no, check. Let's run this. Once they get a call, defensive linemen need to stay with a call. So how we adjust here now is we bump our inside linebackers. We have two words that our inside linebackers need to know. If we want both inside linebackers to move to the field, so they move one man over, we call it bump. Bump always tells them to the field. If we ever want, and we'll show you a few examples of unbalanced to the boundary, if we ever want our two inside linebackers to both move to the boundary, then we call that even. So here, just to get ourselves um, in our correct gaps, don't change the defensive lineman. We have a left call, so we play left two. Our corner knows how to play two. He spends half his time in practice playing cover two. We're going to stay with our left call, so now our end is taking his slant steps. He's reading the guard's face or butt. We're taking our nose and we're slanting him to strong A. We're blocking the blocker with our field, uh, field defensive end. Since he has a tight end present in this formation, he's going to block the blocker. When he feels down pressure, double team pressure, he's going to swing his hips and get skinny, hoping to force the double team. If the tight end leaves him on the double team, then he can split it all the way through C-gap by getting skinny. Our field outside linebacker in cover two is not our force player. It's our corner. We're, we're, um, our, our, our corner is our post setter. Our corner is our force, our force player. So now we can take this field outside linebacker, any off tackle or wide run, he can now be the D-gap fitter. If there's any blocker, he can spill or wrong shoulder those blockers. He can tackle inside leg, and then corners play your normal rules that way. All we've done here is the adjustment with our linebackers in secondary are to bump the inside linebackers over to the unbalanced side. That helps the Mike be able to get to, he's really end up playing this cloudy and clear concept. If the end stays inside, then he can fit here. If the Fox fits in here, then he can exchange over the top. So he's playing clear and cloudy off of these three gaps where we have B, C, and D. Unbalanced to the field, we've already called strong left. We've already made a right call. Don't change it for the defensive line. So we have a right call. This is our field outside linebacker. This is our joker, our boundary outside linebacker. We already have a right call. We're going to play cover two like we would normally. And now he is already our apex player between our tight end and our number two here. Unbalanced to the field. We get run at us. And you can see the field outside linebacker is trying to get inside of the first block that he sees. Now we do a very poor job of corner at the top side. You can see this is first and 10. Our corner is really playing cover two. He gets run at him and he's backing up. We never want that field corner backing up. His, his alignment can be toes, toes at five yards, be flat, be 
be calm. You're to the field. You have all the time in the world. Instead, he gets kind of antsy and he backs up and he's late to the ball. Ends up working out. You can see from the tight copy here, our defensive end does a good job. He's going to block the tackle right there, 45. He's going to block the blocker of the tackle. If he feels double teamed down pressure with the tight end, he's going to latch onto the tackle and he's going to swing his hips into the tight end. He's going to work the C gap. You either force the double team to stay on you or if the tight end bypasses you, then you continue to make the play in the C gap. So you can see 45, the tight end bypasses him. The tight end goes to the Mike linebacker. So he's blocking 75 and then he works his hips into the C gap. And as a result, he ends up making his tackle right there. We also get backside pursuit with the outside linebacker, number 39 here. Now, if the ball spills right there, which is fine, we should have a corner in run support all the way out there in that E-gap. We've already made a boundary reduction, so we've already made a right call. So we've got right and we're just bumping our inside linebackers, and we're playing cover two with it. We're bumping them to the field. Now, this is a great fit by the field outside linebacker right here. He's already his apex alignment. First blocker he sees, he's going to go ahead and wrong shoulder and spill. This time, the end does a great job. You can see the end does an awesome job of holding onto that double team. He's fighting to tackle. He feels down pressure with the tight end. He ends up taking two for one. Great. So now that allows the Mike linebacker to exchange right there. We get the field outside linebacker. He's inside the first puller on counter. Then we have the Mike exchanging. Problem is, is our corner, again, had a mishap. He sees run. He's backing up. He should be our run fit right there. And instead of a two-yard gain, that should be a zero-yard gain. Let me back it up. If this field corner, he's reading backfield action, even if he sees on this counter action, the quarterback look away, he still should be here to make his tackle at the hash. We do a great job here. We're inside the first kickout. We're exchanging. Everything's great. We should spill the ball to our corner who's beating this player across. Spill with the outside linebacker. Spill with the inside linebacker on his exchange. And then the corner makes his tackle, but he's late to the ball. Watch from the end zone. Don't mess with the defensive line. They already have their right call. Don't mess with them. Keep it the same. Job of this defensive end on the Oki side, away from the slant, block the blocker. So he's blocking 75. When he feels down pressure by 50, that extra tight end on the three-man surface, he's blocking 75, and he's working his hips into the double team, keeping the double team secured. Now we have the outside linebacker, number nine, boom, He's inside of the kick out here. We have an exchange linebacker here who their tackle does an extraordinary job of the, the guard logs nine. The tackle does a good job of unfolding it right there to the inside linebacker. But we have done our job in the front by building a picket fence. There are no gaps to run to. We should have had a little bit better run support right there with our corner. Instead of a two-yard gain, that should be a zero-yard gain. Trying to disguise as long as we can. We've already made a right call. We're going to bump those inside linebackers to the field. We get past. Now it's normal cover two. Force the ball thrown. Two-on-one tackle. 
We've already made our boundary reduction. The unbalanced is to our right. We've already made the left call. Now we bump to two. This is run back from the unbalanced. You see us spill the ball here. Inside linebacker sees pull, and he ends up working across. Tight, tight copy. So we're good either way. We're, we're, we've got the numbers to the, away from the unbalanced and to the unbalanced. 39 sees his butt read. He should be inside spilling this to our exchanging inside linebackers. We have 28 playing our hard corner to the two side. Plays it well. Now here's an example <clears throat> where we're unbalanced to our left. We've already made the boundary reduction, so we've already made our right call. Don't mess with the defensive lineman. And we end up we end up bumping these inside linebackers, and everything would have been fine except we get an arc right here. We get a, a, a good concept. So we're going to get arc with the tackle. Our oaky end is blocking the blocker. He takes his two steps, and then right there, once he takes, once he feels the arc of the tackle, he takes his two steps. He's taught to get his eyes back inside, which he, you can see him doing it right there. He's just a hair late spilling that block. And he does spill, but there's such a big gap that the ball ends up fitting back inside. Now, because we bumped 35, our wheel linebacker, there's no one to get to him. We force the double team with our nose tackle. Nose tackle forces the double team. 35 sees pull, and he can exchange right to the clear gap. If 45, the defensive end, does this correctly, and he's back inside here, and the ball spills, now we've, we're spilling it right to nine, who's going to tackle inside leg, and then we've got a corner coming back to the outside. <clears throat> One of our favorite things that we like to do to unbalanced is still go with our pick concepts. Um, if, if you haven't seen any of our pick concepts before on Chief Pigskin, pick is where we align in the opposite gap of what we're going to go to. So if we call pick left in your example right here, we show in the left gaps and we're going to slant across face of the first man. Now, this example right here is called pick right, where we take, instead of being head up in our four uh, zero technique and our four technique, if we're pick right, we take our end, we put them in the B gap. We take our nose, we put them in the opposite A gap. We take our end and we tell you to get as wide of a five as you can get. We're going to pick across the first man. So the end is going to pick the tackle across the first man. The nose is going to cross the center. The end is going to cross the tackle. And then they read the second player. All right? They read the second player. So if this end, of course, he's going to cross the tackle. We tell anybody, anybody in our defense can cross the first blocker, but it takes a man to cross two blockers. So here's what we mean by that. They can cross the tackle. That's easy. But now he has to read the guard. If the guard, you see his butt read, so he's down the line, he's in a scoop, he's in a pull, he's in a down block. Now he crosses the tackle, and he's going to chase right behind his backside, and he's going to chase all plays down. <clears throat> if the nose tackle is crossing the center, and he gets the guard's butt read, he's going to play flat down the line. If the end on the oaky side on pick right crosses the tackle's face, and he plays, the, and he's reading the tight end, the tight end gives him a butt read, it's chase down the backside. If 
The second man gives you a face read. So now the tackle comes to you, cross the tackle's face. Give ground, cross the tackle's face. If the guard gives you a face read, then we're going to go ahead and cross the second man. So the rule is, you cross the first man's face and read the second man. The second man, if you see his butt read, it's flat down the line, chase the play down. If you see the second man's face read, then you're going to cross the second man as well. So look at our nose tackle. Center steps to him, we cross face. Guard gives a face read, we're going to cross his face. Tackle steps to us, to the, to the end. Tight end gives us a face read, we're going to cross the first man and cross the second man. Our outside linebackers, we always want to show the opposite call. Pick means show the opposite call. So if we're running pick right, we want our outside linebackers to show the opposite or to show a left. So this outside linebacker is going to show a left. He's down in his staggered stance. He's playing low. He gives the impression with his stance and with his depth that he is the reducing player. On the snap, he takes two 45-degree shuffle steps and reads backfield action. If it's pass on his two 45-degree shuffle steps, he continues to his pass drop. If it's run, he is going to fold over the end so now this end is going to play the tight end's block, but he's eventually going to work himself here. He's going to fold, and he's going to tackle with his head to the outside inside of the defensive end. Our right outside linebacker, he's playing from depth, so we're given the illusion that we're playing a left. His first two steps, because he is off, off the ball four yards, his first two steps are sprint steps, and then he's going to play his normal face or butt reads how he does it on the tackle. <clears throat> so if we see unbalanced to the field, one of our favorite calls is to run pick from the weak side. In this case, we're strong, we're strong right, so we're going to go pick left, and then we can play weak two or we can play bump two, where we can bump the inside linebackers across. So we give the illusion that we're in our right call, we want to disguise, spin as much as we can, we're going to play deep half here, we're going to play deep half here. We disguise because it's supposed to look opposite. The opposite of left is right. The opposite of two is three. So we want the corner to give a cover three alignment. On the snap, he's going to work down to three by three. The joker, disguising a right call. So he's off. First two steps are sprint steps. Then he regains a shuffle, and he's playing face or butt on the tackle. The wide five, the end, is going to cross the tackle, read the guard. The nose, cross the center, read the guard. The end, cross the tackle, read the tight end, field outside linebacker, two 45-degree shuffle steps. And the reason we tell him not just straight backpedal, we want him to give some width to help the defensive end out. If we can, we want to draw the tight end's block to us because that makes the end's job that much easier. Now the end can cross the tackle, see the tight end's butt, and he can play flat down. He can now contain all runs. And then this man, two 45-degree shuffle steps. If it's run, he's going to fold over top of that defensive end. He's going to make his play there. All right, so here, let me give you the formation. We've got wide trips plus the tight end, so it's an unbalanced. They've got the extra gap to the field. We have go ahead and we're going to make a left pick or a boundary pick call, and we're going to play two bumps. So we're going to bump our inside linebackers to the field. We're going to play two, and we're going to pick across. 
Now, <clears throat> I want everybody to watch this defensive end for a second right here. This defensive end is out here in a wide five. This team right here has a very good play concept where they're going to pull the tackle, so they're going to block out with the guard. They're going to pull the tackle to the front side gap right here. He's going to work all the way up to the inside linebacker, and they're going to have a great play. But remember what this defensive end is taught. He's going to cross the tackle. Where The tackle, he doesn't have to cross the tackle. The tackle's pulling. But he's going to read the second man, so he's reading the guard. When this guard steps out to block him out, he's going to cross the face, and he's going to end up being the one to make the tackle right here. So he crosses the second man's face. 65 is the second man. He crosses his face, and he's unblocked, and he's able to make his tackle on running back back that way. Watch our nose tackle. Our nose tackle. He's going to cross the center right there. He's already crossing the center. Now he's reading the guard. The guard is stepping to him. He crosses him again. And so now, even if the left defensive end didn't do a very good job, at the very least, the nose tackle would force the running back to cut back into our linebacker help. Look at the right end. The right end, he's in the B-gap, so he's going to cross the tackle, and he's going to read the tight end. The tight end is stepping out to block the outside linebacker who has given the illusion that it's a right call, but he is retreating back at a 45, so he's drawing the block, 45 has already crossed the tackle. He's going to set the edge. And if the center gets blocked or the left, excuse me, if the nose tackle gets blocked and the left end gets blocked, then when the ball works back this way, it's going to cut back inside of the end and nine would fold across. Right there, you see nine exchange with 45 in the gaps. So now 45, the defensive end, he's going to cut off all runs to the outside. And we force with nine, the ball folds back inside. Now, nine doesn't make the tackle, but that was because the defensive end, the nose tackle, did such a great job there. So again, you have to have something different. You can't be in the same. One of our main rules on defense is you never want to be in the same call to a formation multiple times. Because as soon as you, I think, as soon as a defense becomes predictable and against a certain formation, you line up one way and you have one coverage, you have one call that you want to play against that all the time, then I think you become predictable and then I think the offense has the upper hand. If the first time you see unbalanced, if you want to play strong and you spin down, and the next time I think it's important to play weak reduction so they can't get a feel of which way you're slanting, and then you throw a pick on there, which is very difficult to block, as long as you're not in the same thing all the time, then I think we as a defense can get the advantage again. So we're crossing, we're crossing, we're crossing, and we end up stealing it down here. I think this was a second and eight. And we end up crossing face and stealing it. Same formation, tight ends to the field with the wide trip, so we have unbalanced. We've called left pick two. This was a third and four. I don't think we have end zone. Eh, let's watch tight. Let's start with 45. <clears throat> We've got the three-man surface here, so 45's in the B-gap. He's going to cross the tackle's face. Once he crossed the tackle's face, he's reading a tight end. We're giving the illusion that it's a right call. Nine is going to shuffle a 45-degree 
Um, two shuffles at a 45 degree angle, trying to draw the tight end's block, which is perfect. Now 45 has contained all runs here. Nine can exchange over the top. Ball doesn't come to them. Take a look at our nose tackle. Our nose tackle crosses the center. Now he gets the guard and he ends up crossing both players. So the center tries to cut him off, can't. The guard tries to get to him and can't. What that does is that forces the ball to cut back. Now let's watch our left end. He's a wide five. He's all the way out here. He's in the C gap. He's going to cross the tackle. Tackle pulls again. 65 is trying to block out. 65, the guard is trying to block out. 90 does a great shoulder torso turn. Look at that right there. 90, great torso turn. He shows his back. He gets skinny to cross the guard's face. He's reading the second man. Cross the tackle, read the second man. He crosses the face of 65 right there, forcing a cutback. Forcing a cutback to who? Our joker, our left reduction, and our, bound, and our boundary corner right there. So the ball cuts back into our unblocked players. Offense comes up. Now we were in strong reduction and we were in spin. But since the offense checked, we checked to something else. Never let them see where you're going to be. They check, we check. This was fourth and three. We're going to run left pick two. So we give the illusion that it's a right call. He's off, but he's going to reduce. He's on, but he's going to 45 shuffle. So if it is a pass, he's going to end up working all the way out here to head up on number three so we can get to his pass drop. Here on fourth and three, they're going to try to throw a screen east-west passing game. Our corner is aggressive. He beats the receiver inside, and he ends up making a great tackle. We'll get off the field on fourth and three in our own, own, uh, own half of the field. That was in a, the state semifinal game right there. So we gave... Two unbalanced back-to-back -back formations, and we gave different looks. Unbalanced to the field. We make a left pick or boundary pick, and we're going to play two. We move to it. We give a slight little look to it that way. 90 crosses the face. Our left end crosses the guard's face, causes a little indecision, indecision with the blocking scheme. 23, our outside linebacker, he gets his face read by the tackle, so he gets vertical, and the speed options played well. Now, the previous unbalanced formation, we had played right spin. And so by giving a different look, by now playing cover two, to the boundary and still being strong to the field by running our pick concept, we ended up kind of rolling the dice correctly here and, and the offense runs back to the boundary, back to the weak side of the formation and we have our numbers correct. So I think it gives us a little bit of an advantage when you can run multiple things in your scheme to unbalanced formations. We can also, to unbalance to the field, we can run pick and we can call three. So now we're weak pick and we play three. The little kind of uh, coaching point that we do here is anytime the corner, anytime we're playing cover three, in the corner to any nub side, he's going to be seven by one, so seven yards off, 
one yard to the outside, and he's going to play a flat foot read. If he gets pass of any, of any substance, then he starts his back pedal. If it's run his way, he's going to make the outside linebacker in the end right to his side. So we can run pick from the boundary, and now we can play cover three. The last time we ran this, maybe we would be in two. Now we can be in three. But it goes against our rules, which unbalanced formations force you to do. So this is strong left, unbalanced to the field. We show one formation, and we're going to run pick and play cover three. So you can see we're going to run right pick, so we're showing a left. Here's our 45 shuffler. We're showing in the B gap, we're crossing. We're showing in the A gap, we're crossing. We're showing in the C gap, we're crossing. And now we're going to set our edge, or we're going to force with our strong safety. Now our defensive end gets caught. He's not able to get a perfect, he should have given a little bit of ground so he can defeat that um, tight end or the, um, the third man on the surface over here. He does not. So now this outside linebacker sees that he's caught inside and the outside linebacker just fits right here, which is fine. The ball spills and the ball bounces. Now we teach our strong safety. Yes, it's cover three. But anytime you get off tackle action, you can go inside of this slot defender, or excuse me, the slot receiver. So now, even though it is cover three, you can see he's going to attack right here. But what he's taught is if he can't force the ball and the ball starts to bubble around him, he's got to get vertical to make the ball bubble deeper. And then our cover three corner ends up putting foot in the ground and he ends up making him right. So we immediately see off tackle run. So the strong safety gets inside of the number two receiver. He realizes, uh-oh, the ball's starting to bubble. The ball's starting to bounce. So he gets vertical right there, causing the ball to bubble deeper. And that allows all the other guys to work to him. Now you can see this is not a good example of a pick. He's in his B gap, and he does not He's trying to cross the second man's face, which is 50. He does not do a good job of giving ground and showing his back. He gets caught on this pick. There's 45 right there. See how uh, the, the tight end, 50, his right hand can get to his chest. If they can get to your chest, we tell our defensive linemen all the time, if their hands can get to your chest, they will hold you, and that's exactly what's going to happen. He should have had a better torso turn where on that face read, he should have seen it, given a half a step of ground, torso turn, and then he would be flying out here. That would force the run to cut back, and then nine could have made his tackle right here. Nine does a good job of, real, of realizing the end is caught inside, so there's no reason to fold. I'm going to make him right. I'm going to play it there. Our strong safety at least gets vertical, and the ball spills all the way out to our corner. Unbalanced to the field, we're going to run uh, right pick three. So we're in cover three, and we're going to pick from the boundary. Here our end does a great job. He does a much better job with his technique. He's in the B gap. He crosses the tackle. 
He's going to see the third man here, <clears throat> excuse me, the second man to his spot right here, and then he does a much better job of right there. That's a much better torso turn where he shows his back, he's getting his vicious rip, and he runs his feet, and that allows nine to fold over the top. Great example right there by our, by our end. All we, all we did right here was show one alignment. We moved just pre-snap, trying to change blocking scheme, trying to change blocking rules, 45 crosses. And as a result, even though this is stretch with a great running back that we're going against, 45 is able to contain the ball, and nine can fold over the top. Watch nine, two 45 degree shuffles. He fits and makes 45 right, and we have an unblocked outside linebacker on stretch. So he's moving to the B. He works across right there. Nine feels him, and nine's unblocked to make the tackle. We will also, against unbalanced, do read stunts because very often unbalanced is where you'll have your, you know, your, um, uh, the, the extra inline tight end or a, a tight end alignment right there. And so now we're going to try some different read stunts. If you haven't seen our information on read stunts, we don't just blindly stunt outside linebackers and defensive ends. We'll have a read key. And the read key starts with our original stunt called a U stunt. In this case, if we call U right, we are penetrating in the B-gap between the guard and tackle. That defensive end is penetrating, and then the outside linebacker is going to read the face of the butt of the tackle. So if he gets this action, the defensive end is going to be in the B-gap. He gets a butt read. Don't just blindly go in here and fold. Now you're going to shuffle and bounce. If you get a face read by the tackle, the outside man, end is still in the B-gap, the outside man, if you get a face read now, you're going to wrap all the way in here to A-gap. So we're always reading the outside man in these calls. One of our favorites that we do is called Yo-Yo. Now, Yo-Yo stands for W, except against with, with, with a tight end in, we want to be able to now run the U to the tight end in the C-gap. So we take the end to the C-gap, or to the tight end, and we're going to run him vertical, penetrate in the C-gap. Show your back to whichever man gives you pressure. The outside linebacker is going to read the tight end. If the tight end gives you a face read, we're going to wrap to B. If the tight end gives you a butt read, it's double team, it's power at you. Now we're going to go ahead and shuffle and bounce the next kick out. The nose is always going to the three-man surface side. So the nose is always slanting and yo-yo to the three-man surface side. And then we run, since it's yo-yo, double U, away from the three-man surface, we can penetrate the B-gap. The outside linebacker can now read the tackle. Face read, we wrap to A. Butt read, we shuffle bounce. So now we have two read stunts against the three-by-two um, surface, which are a lot of unbalanced. We also have one very similar to it, which we call crash, for we're going to play... Um, a U stunt in the C gap, C for crash. We're going to make a call where we reduce away from the tight end. So this would be a left call. We're all reducing. And then crash means now the end, instead of blocking the blocker, is going to go ahead and penetrate the C gap on the Oki side away from the call. Outside linebackers reading the tight end. Face read, wrap to B. Contain all the runs with the end. We'll fold in here and make a tackle. Tight end down blocks right here, then we'll shuffle bounce. 
To unbalanced formations, we can run yo-yo or crash, and then we can play bump three. So now we can move our linebackers over, and we can play three to it. Big picture formation, there you see unbalanced to the field. We're just going to play cover three, but we're going to have a five-man read stunt with our front. So the end is in the C-gap. He's going to penetrate. See, he, he does a fantastic job, an extraordinary job of staying in the C-gap. When the C-gap moves, when the tight end and the tackle, when they both move to the outside, we do a great job. That technique, I just call, you're going to show your back to whomever gives you pressure. So if I'm that defensive end and the guard steps to me, I'm going to show my back to the guard and I'm going to run my feet. That helps you keep from getting reached uh, or scooped from the, from, the, from the tight end if the play's away. If the tight end is now, I'm in the C-gap, if the tight end is the first one to come block me, I'm going to show my back to him and I'm going to run my feet. It's also a good technique against double team if this would have been uh, some sort of counter where they're going to double the end here and they're going to pull backside guard and backside H and they can run counter this way. It's a good technique to have your defensive end. It doesn't matter which way he turns, but at the very least he's getting skinny so he can try to penetrate or at least stalemate the double team. But what 45 does a great job of here is he shows his back to the, to the tackle and he's able to get vertical and now he forces the ball to go back inside of him. So we've really contained through the C-gap on this. We've contained through the C-gap. Nine is the outside linebacker. He gets a face read by the tight end by 50. So now he folds. He ends up getting blocked here. But at the very least, now we have this unblocked. We have our will who's unblocked, and we have our strong safety who's unblocked. Take a look, wide angle, our strong safety plays this pretty well. We're in cover three. Our strong safety sees off tackle run, so he immediately go ahead, goes ahead and gets inside of the slot. And he's able, there's no one, even on this wide action, there's no one to pick up the strong safety there. We force the ball to cut back inside of the end. Nose tackle does a great job too because our nose tackle in this left crash or yo-yo stunt is always going to the three-man surface side. So our nose tackle beats the center across. He's able to pursue inside out. and We make two pretty good plays there. This is yo-yo cover three now. So again, we got unbalanced to the field. Yo-yo is a double U, except we're going to work the U to the three-man surface is going to be in the C-gap, and we're going to read here. This stays in the B-gap, and we're going to read here. So now we have a five-man uh, read stunt, and we're going to play cover three off of it. So here we go. we got power, where we have a double team. It helps us against this double team because now, instead of us reading and reacting and trying to squeeze with this, this is a good stunt against power because that defensive end is penetrating in that C-gap. He's getting skinny right there. He gets skinny, which forces both the tackle and the tight end to stay on him. As a result, number nine, he is able to see a butt read. He knows he's going to get kick out from this player right here. So now the fullback or the H-back is being bounced, is being spilled, and now we have the Mike linebacker unblocked. Now I know our nose tackle makes the play right here, 
they screwed up the blocking scheme right here. Frontside guard should have been down blocking on him. But to the, to the field, to the front side of the play, there's nobody to block the mic if we play this accordingly. So instead of just randomly stunting him in the C and having him blindly work into the B, we read it. So if it is a double team here, now he can keep his head to the outside in the D gap. He can spill this block, and there's no one there for the mic. You can see their alignment. See, we're trying to get in the gap even against this tight. So Yo-Yo, we're trying to get in the C gap. We're trying to get in the B gap. Our nose is working to the three-man surface side. To the three-man surface side. <clears throat> now we're starting to see a little bit of this uh, as well, where we're starting to get unbalanced, but the backside receiver is off. So we've got the tight end to the field is covered up. Here we have to make an alert call. So our, our, we, we can't just necessarily give the, the coverage that we want, that we can tell the kids that it's going to be unbalanced. We have to make an alert call that if this man now goes in motion, then we have to play um, you know, whatever our basic check is. So we have a field reduction. Normally we play cover three, so we're in field cover three. We can't automatically get down into spin because they have a normal formation. We have a, a regular balanced formation to play. But once this motion happens and it makes, us an, makes it an unbalanced formation, then our kids have to know, all right, I can go from deep third, now I'm deep half, middle third to deep half, I'm apex inside, and I'm down in cover two. So we have to have that alert call. That's forced our boundary corner to be much more alert, no pun intended, to be much more aware of when that backside single receiver is off and can go in motion, he has to be the one to alert everyone else. Alert, alert, this could happen with an unbalanced formation. So then this drawing right here, once we see motion, after we've made that alert call, once we see that motion, then three becomes spin. Two would just simply mean we would bump the inside linebackers. Don't change the defensive lineman's job. Now, this example right here was not necessarily alert, but we did have a tight end wing trade. And you can see our secondary does a good job. They realize this really quickly. We're, we're, in a, uh, we're in a right call, so we're in a field reduction. We're in cover three originally. Once that happens, we are all communicating spin, spin, spin. That brings him now to apex. That brings him down. That brings him over. That brings him back. And we do a good job because we've had to practice that every so often. You know, sometimes it's, it's just a single receiver off who can go in motion. Sometimes you'll get tight end trade. Sometimes you get tight end wing trade. There's a whole lot of different things that they can do. But we defend that pretty well because we're able to adjust. You can see the strong safety. He's sliding down to help us on the off tackle now where we can get over top of it. Something to always be aware of. All right, now this is tight end with twins. He's covered up. So it's an alert. The X receiver, the single receiver, is off of the ball. We should be getting alert, alert. We've already made a right, so right three becomes right roll. Left two be becomes two bump when this motion happens. And so as soon as the motion comes across, we were in three. Now we end up in roll, and we can bring the strong safety here. Now we do a terrible job with our strong safety. He's an inside-out player. 
He should have gone inside the block of 22, inside leg of the ball carrier. At the very least, we still have a Mike linebacker who misses the tackle as well. But I wanted to put this on here because you have to practice this, whether you see it in a scout or not. You have to be able to practice a team putting the X, the single receiver off, running motion to make sure it's a, it, to make it an unbalanced formation. Of course, we missed some tackles there. <clears throat> We've also seen an influx <clears throat> of unbalanced into the boundary, which again, kind of messes up with our rules. Normally our rules are weak or boundary reduction, we play two. Strong reduction, we play three. When teams do try to put the unbalanced formation to the boundary, we had to come up with some um, rule breakers um, or, or different calls that we try to put into. Our base rule is if we are in a boundary reduction, so now the formation, the unbalanced formation is into the boundary, we've already made a left call or a boundary call. Instead of bumping our inside linebackers, now we make an even call. Um, I used to not do this. I would say I used to give one call to tell your linebackers to move. And then, of course, sometimes they would screw up which they, they were supposed to move. So now we just go ahead and put one call for them to move to the field, another call for them to move to the boundary. We call this even because now we even up these three linebackers. So the Will, the Mike, and our Fox, our field outside linebacker, now they play even. They, they move to the weak side here. And now we can play 9-7 to seven with our outside linebacker, spill everything. By evening up the Will linebacker, it's easier for him to exchange and then we usually give a Cleo or a run call with unbalanced into the boundary for the corner, boundary corner, to be aggressive on run that way. So here's unbalanced into the boundary. The team we're playing has tight end wing with the X already over. They're in a two-back alignment. So we've made a left call, and you can see our inside linebackers. Look at our inside linebackers. They've made that even call. So now our mic is over the center. Our will is over top of the tight end, and we can, maybe, we can play it better this way because we've moved the linebacker that way. So we take our outside linebacker. He works the C-gap. We're able to fit with our corner. You can see the corner on the top side. He immediately takes off because he's in a Clio call or a run alert. So he's able to work to it. Our will linebacker is aggressive and he hits the block thick. We don't want to go over top of this block here because that allows the gap. We want to plug it right there. The landmark for the corner is he needs to get to the top of the numbers. On that right there, right there, he tries to get to the top of the numbers and set his edge that way. Here it is from end zone. So we've, we stay left. We're playing 9-7, to seven. outside linebacker gets reached. Okay, not the end of the world because we can get that wheel linebacker to exchange right there, inside out. Wheel linebacker hits it thick. We've got an aggressive corner that way, and we should have Mike help as well. Yeah, our Mike is helping too. Our Mike gets pull, rips across. So we've got the Mike, the wheel, and the boundary corner all exchanging to it. Now this is an incorrect example. Watch the Will linebacker. Now he goes over top of the ball. I think it's best in the end zone copy. We've already made our even call. You can see our linebacker's moving. So we have our boundary reduction. Even tells our inside linebackers, move to the boundary. Over your tight end, over your tackle. Or excuse me, over your center. 
Now, 30 is presented with a block of the wing. So he's the wheel linebacker. He goes outside of the block, leaving the huge gap right here and wasting our Cleo or run support tag with our corner. Tight angle. The corner is aggressive. He's getting to the top of the numbers, but he's wasted now because the wheel linebacker goes over top of that block. He has to understand it's corner for us. So he exchanges a little bit too wide right there. He should fit inside of that block, and then now that would spill the ball out here to your corner. Unbalanced into the boundary. We've got tight end and wide trip, so we've got quads into the boundary. All we make is a left two call. We've already evened up our linebackers. This is going to be quick screen. They line up in it. They try to outnumber us to the boundary. We've got our hard corner who is aggressive to the ball. This is another reason I really like playing cover two with our weak side reduction is because it, we can try and attempt to take away east-west passing games by just being more physical than receivers are. Right there, he goes through the receiver's block. We don't want to give up cheap yards by them putting extra receivers into the boundary. This is unbalanced against an option team, unbalanced into the boundary. And they end up working back to the field. This is a good example of what we can do now back to the field. So even though we've made a two call and we've evened up the linebackers, we still have the field outside linebacker who can make the defensive end right. It's a left call. So he's going to block the blocker. He is going to make this man right. And then we still have a wide corner out here to protect the field. So even when this option team is trying to work back to the field against us, when we fit in the C-gap, outside linebacker can now fit here. We've got quarterback player taken, and we've also got a pitch player with our corner. So we feel that we're, we have a pretty fair advantage with our numbers both to the boundary and to the field by doing so. The mic can get to both ways and make everything right. Unbalanced into the boundary, we'll also make a six call. Now, six, we, we started to see some teams that will put trips into the boundary, run their you know quick east-west passing game, and then they'll fake the east-west passing game, and then they'll send the two verticals this way. So we've had to put in a new, a new coverage that if it is weak reduction, that we don't just want to play two, now we can play what we call week six, where we're going to play hard corner here inside, and then we work to thirds, strong safety work, field corner works thirds, and then our Fox has to play real safe because he's the force to the field. I know this wasn't an, an unbalanced formation, but it was still one of those where they put the formation into the sideline. We made a left call, so we're reducing from the boundary here. We're taking third, 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 and we've got this weak side reduction, and we're really strong against east-west passing games. Watch the corner here. He sees screen. He's aggressive. He beats the blocker to the ball, and we take away east-west passing game. <clears throat> we can also, which goes against one of our rules, unbalanced into the boundary, we can also simply just make a strong reduction because, again, number one of our rules is simply don't always slant the same way to every formation. So the first time we see unbalanced into the boundary, we may run boundary reduction. 
But then we have to be able to slant the other way. That helps mess up blocking team. That helps our defensive linemen able to make plays if we can play two head-up fours and a head-up nose, and we can slant both ways. It, 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 they have to account for the nose tackle, of course, um, on every play. So if we just make a strong reduction, now we can play two with it. This goes against our rules. Our rules would be strong reduction cover three. Now, since the unbalance is in the boundary, now we can just make a cover two. We're still playing hard corner, cover two. He's inside here. Now the joker, who normally is the reducing player on cover two, he's off the ball because he knows it's a right call. He's going to end up fitting in the D or E gap based on if he's wide or tight. And so now you're going to inside leg, apex, inside leg tackle. Any block comes to you, spill it, and we want to spill to the corner. And we can also exchange now with our wheel linebacker. Unbalanced into the boundary. You can see 23 come off the ball right there. He's our joker. So we've just made right cover two. He beats the slot inside. And as a result, he bounces the ball to our corner. This was third and three. Watch our corner right here. Our corner is communicating a Clio call, which means he's going to be real aggressive against run. That tells our boundary safety. And there's only 17 yards from the hash to the sideline, 17 or 19 yards. It's not very far. And since it's such a small area, we feel that if he does get inside, we can protect him with a wider free safety here. So now the out, our joker is an inside outfitter. Inside, there he is. And now we've bounced the ball to our corner. And we have a tackle for loss on third and three. This is an incorrect fit. This is unbalanced into the boundary. Even though the ball's not technically on the hash, it's still into the boundary. They've got tight end wing plus the X over. We're right call from the field, and we're going to play two. Anytime he gets a block, he should be spilling the block. He does not. He goes outside of it. Right there. The first blocker he sees, he should be inside of this, making the ball spill. Now 47, the inside linebacker can exchange and our corner can make the tackle at the top of the numbers. Instead, as you can see right here, the joker goes outside of the block. Right there. He's got to know it's different. It's two. It's not three. He should be in here, spilling the ball to that corner. We can also pick from the field and run two. This is one of our favorites right here. So we get back into our pick game. We can pick from the field and run two. Now the joker's the 45-degree shuffle for two steps. If it's a run, he's now going to fold over top of the end and make him right. And now we can still play cover two with a hard corner over here. Unbalanced into the boundary. They've got tight end wing plus the X over. We're going to run right pick, chase the ball down from the backside, and still play hard cover two this way. Defensive linemen all cross. Our nose gets cut right there. Our boundary in 93 does a good job. He's going to cross the tackle, and then the tight end, he's going to read the tight end. The tight end is going to work to the joker. The joker is going to shuffle at a 45-degree angle. He's going to continue on this way. He ends up taking three blockers that way all the way to the ball. Then we can fold over top of this way. 
and we have hard corner cover two into the boundary where we can go ahead and run support to the top of the numbers. So you can see 93, he ends up taking three blockers with him just by changing the run responsibilities, line up in the B-gap, cross the tackle's face, get all the way through it, and you screw it up. That was second and 10, it becomes third and 10. A team like this that you know has a lot of those crazy formations, a lot easier to defend on third and 10 than third and four. So here's our B-gap end right here. He's gonna cross the tackle and continue to work wide, force the ball back inside, force the ball back inside. We've also started doing a couple of things to the boundary. If, if a team is really tough running into the boundary with unbalanced into the boundary, we'll make a cat call. And our cat call will tell our corner not only to get aggressive and get run support here, but now our corner is going to be tackle inside leg and spill any block, wrong shoulder any block. And that tells our will to automatically exchange over the top, automatically exchange over the top. A lot of times we'll run this with cover six. So now our corner is gonna scream off the edge. Anyone comes to block him, we'll spill it and we'll exchange with our will. So the formation here is tight end wing into the boundary with the X over. We've made a left cat call. Cat tells this corner, first time you are presented with a block, you're gonna spill it as well. You can see it really well from this tight copy. Watch what he does. He's cheating, he sees run. We have buck sweep, so it's front side guard. He's inside of that guard right now. And he gets inside, he draws a holding call, and he ends up making the tackle. So he goes inside of the front side guard. If the ball would have spilled to the outside, you can see the wheel linebacker 47 is exchanging all the way over the top. So we do a pretty good job of not just allowing the offense to dictate what happens to us. Sometimes we need to change the, the combination of blocks to get the advantage back on our side. Offenses are too good. They have too good of players. They're too well coached. They have enough time. If they know exactly where you're lined up, they're going to take advantage of us. So you can see the corner right there, flying off the edge. The corner and cat knows that he's going to spill. So he's inside of this. He doesn't get blocked. He gets held. They actually called it for the first time in recent memory. He gets inside. He ends up making the tackle. If the ball would have spilled, you can see the wheel linebackers automatically exchanging. So show one thing and do another. Show one thing and do another. Here's unbalanced into the boundary. And we're going to run cat here. So you can see the corner is going to take, again, we got buck sweep. So the corner is going to get inside of the first guard. What that does is it really slows his momentum. It slows his feet down. You know, this... This team pre-snap already knows, okay, leave the nine. Let's go ahead and kick him out. The corner's out there too. We'll go ahead and block down, kick out, block down, kick out. That's what they practiced for, for six months. They, they were great at it. They were fantastic at it. We had to try to come up with something different to give them a different look. The corner's inside. The wheel is exchanging outside. It creates some indecision with the blocks, and it creates some indecision, indecision with the running back. Here's end zone. So the boundary corner right there is inside of the first kickout. The running back has been taught his whole career 
set up the block, and then get vertical. And when he does, our corner's sitting inside right there. So a little change up to try we, we, we try to get something with. Here's the corner. Inside. Now this time he doesn't, we don't really need him because we do a pretty good job of spilling with that outside linebacker. He gets inside of the first kick out. We got a little belly G. Wrong shoulder, bounce exchange. But if the ball would have bounced, he'd have bounced right to the corner. <clears throat> Last thing with unbalanced formations. Sometimes we'll see a four by one man surface or a four by two man surface. So they've moved an offensive line over. You know, sometimes it's with two tight ends and they move a tackle over. Sometimes it's with one tight end and they'll move a tackle over. So anytime that we get a four-man surface and there's only one on the backside or two on the backside, we will slide the front one man over. And then again, we don't change the defensive line. If it's a right call, you play the right call. If it's a left call, you play the left call. So for instance, we have a four-man surface here by the one on the backside. We would just call slide right, so we would call slide right. And then from here, this alignment, we can play our normal right call or our left call, and it doesn't change anything for our defensive lineman. The nose would treat the guard like the center. The end would treat the guard like the tackle. The end would treat this tackle like the outside tackle, and you still have your normal block the blocker or face and butt reads to it. We just slide to this. Let's see if I have end zone on this. I don't. All right, so we have a four-man surface to the left, guard, tackle, tackle, tight end. To the backside, we just have a guard. So we've slid to treat him like the center now, and then we just have a right call on. So he is treating him like he's the tackle. He's reading him like the guard. Outside linebacker is treating him like the tackle, and we can just play a regular right call. This regular right call, we get a butt read. So even though we get the inside veer to the off-balance side, we're still there to take our threats, and we're still there to play cover two, and we've got everything taken care of. So that's the only time that we'll ever move our defensive line is if we get a four-man surface on one side with either one or two on the back side. Hello, if you enjoyed that video, uh, you are more than welcome. If you have any questions, comments, um, you can reach me at nickpelham at hotmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, if you'd like some more details into the the reads, the concepts, um, exactly how we teach some of the techniques. Um, I previously did a four-hour install, uh, three video series over four hours, um, some good information, a lot of detailed information, and you can find that at store.chiefpigskin.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm.